Hi! Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. The NFL is coming to Winnipeg. You'll hear my conversation with NFL legend Fred Bolitnikov about this. Also, we catch up with Winnipegger and Winnipeg Gold Eye Ryan Johnson on his first week as a pro ball player. And Tyson Langelar, who had an amazing Canada Winter Games and could be an Olympian down the road. He's from Winnipeg. Got a big honor this week. We'll talk about that on the podcast. At today's announcements that the NFL is coming to Winnipeg, there were a couple local Raiders cheerleaders, Winnipeg counselor Marcus Chambers in a Marcus Allen jersey, and 76-year-old Raiders legend Fred Bolitnikoff, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl MVP, almost 9,000 yards receiving in his 14-year AFL-slash-NFL career, Played one season with the Alouettes, then went into coaching. Served as a coach on the Stampeders sideline for a couple years in the late 80s. And I had the chance to talk to Fred today. When was the last time you played football game in Winnipeg? Oh, Jesus. 80, 1980. Coached in the middle, eight, middle 80s here uh, with, the Stamp, with the Stampeders. And that's it. What memories? Listen, the field hasn't changed. <laughs> what memories do you have of uh, not just playing, but coaching here? Oh, coaching was great. You know, I mean, the, the game's exciting. You know, you you have to get it done in two downs. You know, you you can't you can you can you're never really out of a game unless it gets so out, so crazy. You know, but you're always in a game because you get the ball back so quick anytime, and so you're never you know you're never going one two three downs, and the time in between downs is so much longer. But here it's shorter. And so it moves along pretty quick, and uh, things go fast. Things happen quick. You know, you get, you know, the good thing about it, you can still get a point here or there, whatever way you want to get it, and and that makes a big difference at times too. So it's a good, it's a good, exciting game. It really is. Do you still follow the CFL? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that Wally, well, now that Wally's re, uh, retired, I don't know who the hell I'm going to follow. But uh, but uh, yeah, I follow BC quite a bit, and you know, and the guys at Calgary. Uh, you know, some of the guys that I knew that were back in with the Alouettes. How would you say the game has changed now compared to 1980s? Well, you know, like I said, the field and the, and the rules basically are, are changed a little bit, but um, not the field, but the rules have changed a little bit, but it's still the same, you know, rough, tough game, physical game, and it's just, uh, it keeps moving. I mean, things haven't changed, so the game just keeps moving on and on and on, and it's more exciting because it seems that there's more talented players, especially at the you know at your key positions, you know at the at the receivers and running backs and obviously quarterback, you know, and, and it's a good it's a good quick lateral game because of the width of the field. How do you feel about an NFL game coming up to Winnipeg here? Oh, it'll be great. You know, it'll re, it'll re, you know it'll be great because it'll give a lot of CFL fans a chance to see NFL players and do a little comparison of what they have, especially you know here with 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 the, with, with the uh, Blue Bombers and get, see a comparison with the with the receivers, the defensive backs, the quarterbacks, and everybody. You know, they'll see that's a little bit different as far as uh, width-wise because of the size of the field. It's not as uh, the quickness they see with the CFL uh, doesn't necessarily really have to be there in the NFL, you know. So they'll be they'll get a good comparison. Yeah, the speed is different. Obviously, the the, the different athletes that play yeah. in the NFL and the CFL. Oh, absolutely. You know, because you have a different type of physical type of athlete here because of the width of the field, and, and obviously down in the states you have a you have a different different type of athlete down there with the defensive line and the linebackers. So it's, it's a little tougher, and it's a lot quicker. Uh, it's still physical, you know. Maybe they should play the rules here. 
Let's just, we'll see what happens. We'll see what would happen. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of the Raiders' chances this year? They should be good. You know, we're there a lot of good expectations because we're getting a lot of good. We're getting a lot of top top of the line players in, and that's kind of what's been lacking the last few years. You know, we've been having good players, but not great players. And you're only going to win if you have great players. You know, any, anybody can have good players, but. You know, the good players, if you drop down a notch, you're, you know, just, you're just okay. If you're a great player and you happen to drop down, you, at least you're dropping down to still be a good player. You know, still can come up and be a great player, but it's, it's tough, you know, because you want great players, and that's what we're seeing to be getting on, a, on the uh, roster now. Have you spent much time with John Gruden? Just a little bit. I coached for him for a number of years, so I know how John is. Yeah, he's tough. He's tough. He's, he's, he demands a lot. He's a very precise guy. He doesn't put up with mistakes. You have to be well prepared, which he does get his teams well prepared. How do you feel about the team leaving Oakland in the near future? Well, that's just, you know, it's just part of life. You know, it's tough to, you know, I mean, I started there in Oakland, you know, and played, you know, 14 years there. So, it's a, you know, for me, it's even tough to see. Uh, see the team or want the team to leave but you know that's what happens in in, in business this, these days and uh, you, you know the organization's got to keep going forward but you feel for the fans oh absolutely I do yeah you know it's just like when I was coaching with the team down in LA we had a lot of people coming down from from the Bay Area so I'm assuming it'll happen the same way down in Las Vegas are you gonna be at the game in August Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be up here anyway in B.C., so, yeah, I'm going to come over for the game. I'm going to come, I'm going to come a couple of days before to enjoy everything before the game. All right, well, thanks for this and have fun. All right, thank you. I'll see you then. It was a week ago tonight that 26-year-old Winnipegger Ryan Johnson made his pro baseball debut on the mound for the Gold Eyes, becoming the first hometown player on the fish in 13 years. And ahead of tonight's game against Sioux City, I had the chance to chat with Ryan Started by asking him how he's enjoyed his first week as a professional baseball player. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty surreal. I mean, being able to get paid to play ball is pretty incredible. But I mean, just even being at this level in general is pretty fantastic. So I'm really enjoy really enjoying it, and uh, I'm actually just uh, I'm just watching a bunch, just watching and kind of seeing what everyone else does, and trying to fit in and not be too not not do too anything anything too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a pitcher, right, you have a lot of time that you can kind of absorb, right? Oh, absolutely. There's, I mean, so much downtime. I mean, within reason. I mean, I still have to get all my work done we, uh, on a weekly basis. But, I mean, for the most part, being able just to sit back and watch the games, is, you pick up a lot of stuff. So, your first start, obviously, you get the shutout. You, you get a win. Six and two-thirds shutout innings. And mm -hmm. was that everything you could have dreamed of? I mean, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just being able to throw strikes and get, get out, uh, you know, I... That was my main concern was like, okay, let's just put this ball over the plate. I mean, the strike zone's going to be a bit smaller than what I'm used to, but I mean, if I put it over the plate, we'll see what happens. And I was very, very happy with the result. I mean, the shutout was, I mean, shutout, absolutely. That was, was best case Ontario, you know what I mean? And heck, I was very happy about it. Were you nervous before game one? Uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't really say nervous, more, more jittery, more jittery. Um, uh, you know, I knew that. I have my friends and family watching. I know they love me, so I thought you know at the very least, you know at least they're not going to hate me for it. <laughs> so I just figured, you know, all right, let's let's, let's throw the first pitch and see what happens. And then I slipped on my first pitch, and it went thirty feet into the ground, bounced past the catcher, and I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> here we go. Did anyone see it? Oh, the whole crowd. Yeah, it was the, it was the first pitch of the game. First pitch of the game. So, I didn't hear anything from anyone, just crickets, and I just sat there like, oh, sweet, this is just fantastic. <laughs> 
So this is what pro ball is like, is what you're thinking. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how many people were here for the whole game, but I mean, I just sat there. I was like, well, okay, yeah, I deserve nothing from that pitch. <laughs> so take me back a little bit. Obviously, the Gold Eyes have been around pretty much your whole life. Were they a team that you kind of you would go to as a kid growing up playing baseball? Oh, we we went we came here all the time. Uh, my grandpa, my obvious had season tickets here for since I was a kid, and uh, so he always took me and my two other brothers here in, in a rotation. And, I mean, we did 50-50 here. We did hit-run throws here. I mean, heck, I grew up playing on the field, and I remember I've actually pitched on the field in high school, and that was a surreal thing. I was with uh, Team Manitoba. They put on an excellent kind of a showcase kind of thing before a big tournament we had or something like that. And I remember being on the mound and pitching, and then I was also hitting at the time too. And, yeah, it was it's amazing that, you know, you grow up at a place, and you're thinking, wow, I'm here now, and I, I get to see what the clubhouse looks like underneath and all the ins and outs of how things work. So did you ever think that you'd one day play for the Gold Eyes? You know, obviously, that was, that was the goal was to keep trying to keep playing and see if we have a, a shot at pro ball and just looking for that opportunity. And I, I'm, I, I couldn't be more thrilled that it's here in my hometown because, I mean, I, I don't mind being on the road away from home and things like that and playing in other places, meeting new people. But, I mean, heck, the fact that I'm at home and I can sleep in my own bed and be with my, be with my brother in the evening and kind of hang out with my friends and family, it's just, it's unbelievable. So this is... I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a dream come true in the sense that, you know what, this is probably the most the best place I could possibly be uh, in, in, in a pro ball situation. How did it come about that you became a member of the Gold Eyes? Well, I actually, um, let's see, I, uh, I got a call from uh, one of my good friends, Amos Ramone. He was, uh, he's actually an alumni of the Gold Eyes, played for three or four years, I think, and uh, had a very good career here and is still involved with baseball here in Manitoba. And he was asking me if I had any opportunities after – uh, after college and I said well I'm gonna go play in a summer ball league over in uh, Ontario and just try and get some pro looks there um, see what happens and he says well I mean if you're looking to go somewhere like let me just make a couple calls a couple texts and see what happens and he texted Rick Forney my numbers um, and uh, my my velocity and stuff like that and um, Forney said hey yeah let's go I want this kid now and then I got a FaceTime call from Forney not even 10 minutes later um, and we pretty much hashed out a couple of details, asked me if I wanted to play some pro ball back in Winnipeg, and I was thrilled. And uh, then right after that, the GM, Andrew, Andrew Collier, called, and uh, we, set up a pl- we set up a plane ride, and boom, next thing you know, I was back in Winnipeg two days later and, um, you know, packed up my whole life in, in Texas, and uh, I, I made it here. <laughs> so. What was the college experience like in Lubbock, Texas? It was everything I could have hoped for. Um, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a special place for me. Um, Some place I'll never forget. I want to go back there as soon as I can. And you know, the people that I met there at the Lubbock Christian University were just—they're different people. Uh, they, they genuinely care about you. Everyone you ever meet wants to genuinely know how your day is and wants nothing for the best for you. And um, between the coaching staff, my teammates, the, the, the even the, the faculty staff, and like the students and faculty at LCU, everything was just—it was incredible. And, you know, uh, you know, and just the experiences that I had there, even with through tech, um, you know, them making the final four and things like that, the city came alive and it, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, you know, and uh, for me to be Canadian and, you know, me going down to Texas, they were just so welcoming to everything. And uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, they made fun of my accent all the time, but it was pretty funny. And I, and I learned to love it and I learned how to make fun of them back. So nothing but great fun and good times and amazing people. So I was very, very fortunate for that opportunity. And was the food good? Oh, so when we started on the food, man, the Tex-Mex, oh, <laughs> it was unbelievable. 
I can't. Oh, I miss it. I miss it already. I really do. You know, Taco Tuesday at Roses and things like that. And oh man, even the home cooking, like the brisket. Oh, I love brisket there. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's some really good food. And yeah, just good times all the way around. They love to go out, hunt fish, take care of business like that. Just hard, hard-nosed people, but so humble, so nice. And, you know, they, don't get me wrong, they love Texas, but just amazing people, amazing food, good place. Now, obviously, you're no you're know, stranger to long road trips playing college ball in the States. Are you looking forward to your first big bus trip with the Gold Eyes? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were just in Sioux Falls with a seven-hour drive, and I'll tell you what, we, had the, we, had a, we have an awesome bus that everyone could lay down in. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm, you know, if we go on this long road trip, I think it's coming up after this homestand. I think we're gone for a couple of years. But, uh, it, it, you know what, it, uh, if anything, it's a little bit easier on the road as far as setting the routine and getting the routine done because you don't really have to do anything until the evening. Um, but, you know, everyone in, in the locker room is so accustomed to it that it's just another day, you know, another day at the park. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that, that first road trip. It's going to be fun. Uh, you know, get, I'm probably going to end up pitching in another uh, – uh, another crowd and it'd be loud noisy i'm sure and if i do happen to bounce past my first pitch then i can imagine i'm going to hear something bad <laughs> instead of nothing at all so that'll be a nice little adjustment but uh, i'm looking forward to it you know every day is a, every day is a fun new day and finding new, uh, learning new things and talking to people it, it's it's yeah it's gonna be good all right ryan well i appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight we'll catch up later in the season and uh, good luck as you go along here hey thanks a lot christian i appreciate it have a great day Earlier this week, the Canada Games Council announced that Team Manitoba athlete Tyson Langelar and Ontario's Claudia Heaney had been named the two recipients of the 2019 Canada Winter Games Roland Missioner Award, presented after each installment of the Games to a young male and female Canada Games athlete who exemplified leadership, cooperation, and excellence during the Games. They each receive a $2,000 athletic bursary designed to provide financial assistance as they continue their promising athletic careers. Langelar won four Speed skating gold medals at the Games this past February in Red Deer, adding a silver as well. And Tyson joins me now from Calgary. Uh, Tyson, congratulations on the award. We'll get to that in a sec. I just want to get an idea of what your offseason looks like. Well, uh, like to be honest, the summer months are actually the busy part of the year. That's more the hard get down to business and kind of really just work on your endurance and work on the base. So we... Basically, we just spent all summer biking and inlining, really. So, um, so yeah, like the summer, like once, uh, like I kind of think of it as like if I make it through the summer, that's the hard part. And then once we, once we hit September and racing, we kind of just like all you have to do is race and show up on the big days. So, yeah, the summer is actually it. You think it would like slow down, but that actually just picks right back up. So this is the grind then. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a perfect description. Did, so you, did you say inline training? Yeah, like inline, like rollerblading. Um, how much we, we just call it inline? Yeah, yeah. So how much rollerblading do you do? Um, probably like once or twice a week, and then we do probably biking like four to five times a week. We do weights twice a week. We do we do short track because we have indoor ice right now. And then I don't start long track training until probably end of this month. So. We get three months off long track. What's the rollerblading scene like in Calgary? Because I know in Winnipeg, there's there's not a lot of spots you can do it. Yeah, no, uh, we uh, we have this path. It's like a bit of a drive, but it's like just on the outskirts of like the eastern side of Calgary, and it's just literally a straight path. So we just go 
far as possible. And then when we hit the end, we just turn around and we do intervals on that. Okay. Cause I think there's, there's a trail up on uh, gateway here, the Bishop Grandin trail. You probably could, yeah, but yeah. otherwise yeah, right. the sidewalks are just, it's just impossible here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, that's not a smart decision. No, not a gravel too. So when did you no. find out you were receiving the uh, Roland Missioner award? Um, I think, uh, last week, uh, late last week, so maybe a week ago now. And what did that honor mean to you? It was, uh, it was like really nice to hear that I was like a recipient first and then to actually be like, um, picked for the award. It's, it's kind of humbling. And I, I know, uh, um, uh, Victoria, I forget her last name, but she, she won for the summer games from Manitoba. So it's kind of nice to have two Manitobans win, uh, uh, this award like in back-to-back Canada or Canada games so yeah I think it's just it's kind of honoring to be uh listed among the other talented athletes I've won it in the past and like I said with uh Victoria it's, I think it's really neat that we get to represent our province after representing our country on a, a larger uh stage too so I think it just shows that Manitoba has some really talented athletes and uh that we're doing good job developing them. Victoria Tachinsky would be the athlete had a great right. yeah, summer yeah, yeah. games. Yep. So, yeah, I didn't want to butcher last yeah, No, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> so when you got the call for this, did it kind of make you reminisce a bit about your great performance in Red Deer where you got a, bu- a bunch of gold medals and a silver? Yeah, it was, um, no, yeah, Red Deer was a really good experience because I was, well, also that was, uh, that was my second Canada Winter Games ever. I went, I went to, uh, the 2015 ones up in Prince George and I was kind of away. Like I can't even like uh, relate to compare. Or, like I can compare them a lot because in 2015, I was like only 15, 16 years old. And then last year or this past season, I'm only, I was 19 turning 20 at game. So it was just two totally different like mindsets going in. Like as a 15 year old, I was like, holy, I'm going to count winning games. This is my first huge competition. And I actually skated well. Uh, under like my own pressure because I didn't have any pressure uh, from anyone else because I was so young going into it. And then um, this past games, like, uh, like I, I didn't feel the pressure because I've, I've kind of been the hardest person on myself for a while now. And I think uh, going into 2019 was kind of, it was like I, I, I wanted to go in and there and win four golds and one silver and try to do my best. And uh so I think it was just like I was I was more focused this time around. I, I kind of knew that I wanted to complete a job and try to skate to my best abilities and represent Manitoba. So it was uh, Red Deer was absolutely amazing. So yeah, it was really nice. How will the uh, two thousand dollar athletic bursary that comes with a th- with this award help you out? Um, oh, like that's uh, that's definitely going to help me out. I have a I'm going to upgrade a few equipment. Or like I guess training tools. I was I saved up for a few bike parts and uh, maybe some new skating blades for next season. I should barely cover it. So yeah, no, it's uh, any like any cash or I guess bursary. I guess I should call it. But um, when you win an award with a cash prize, that's usually where all the money goes to. Is just back to your sport because it's pretty expensive uh, here and there. But yeah, it was it was really nice and sweet to find out you also get the producer part of it so what's the next big thing on the 2020 schedule for you um i think uh hopping on 
I'd love to compete for Canada on the Senior World Cup stage in the fall and winter uh, this next season. And then I think uh, I think that's within reach. And then obviously I think the 2022 Olympics are coming up around the corner. It's still three years or two years away, but or I guess two and a half. But it uh, it approaches quickly. So I I'm just trying to work hard and try to put myself in a good position going into that season for sure and into this next season. Well, Tyson, I wish you the best of luck. Congratulations again on this honor and what you did in Red Deer, and uh, we'll catch up with you later on. Yeah, thank you so much for the, for the interview and phone call. I appreciate it. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?